if you catch me complaining about hosting the Y'all Kickoff Show, just slap me upside the head. What an absolute privilege it is to sit here and get you ready for Saturday's college football games and talk about the matchups, the fun, the pageantry, the history. Oh, golly, I can't have stand it. It is exciting, and I hope you're just as excited. You ought to be. How dare you complain if you are a complainer this time of year because we've got so much to be thankful for. College football back in a big way. Hello, it is the Y'all Kickoff Show. My name is John Rawl, and on the Friday or weekend edition of the Y'all Show, the weekly show about the South, actually it's a daily show that comes on throughout the week. Let me get that straight. See, I get so excited talking about football that I kind of forget where the heck I am. But the Y'all Show is a Monday through Friday three-hour show about the South, and on that final day of the week, we take the first hour and cut it out of the mix and turn it into the Y'all Kickoff Show. And for the next hour, we're going to walk through the matchups of Saturday. We'll tell you about what's going on. We'll tell you where to find these games if you aren't there in the stands of some of your favorite college teams. We'll walk you through all that. We've got some news coming in from across the southeast in terms of college football. Lincoln Riley, head coach of the Sooners, he's got to make a QB decision this week. A little bit of a controversy going on in Norman. Also, an update on the injury front from the LSU Tigers. All that's coming up. We've got audio from some of the coaches from across the southeast on this y'all kickoff show. And we've got a couple of coaches. Well, we've got one in particular that's not very happy. <laughs> Nick Saban, his team went down to Aggieland and they went down. I mean, they really went down in Aggieland as they lost last week to Texas A&M. And now the Tide's got to find a way to right the ship they got a tough game in cowbell town this weekend we'll tell you more about that but you're going to hear from nick saban later this hour plus mike gundy he's the coach of the oklahoma state cowboys now he's not so down on his team in fact he's pretty excited about the pokes as they are undefeated watch out for oklahoma state could this be the sleeper this year we'll let you know what's going on with the pokes and Watch out for a team called the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Now, I don't have to tell you that. They're in the top 15 of college football. They're also undefeated. They've only lost one game in the last two years of college football. Where did this team come from? Well, Jamie Chadwell is the head coach of the French Roosters, and you're going to hear some audio as his team gets a weekend off because they got a Wednesday game they've got to prepare for in Sunbelt Conference action. They take on maybe their biggest opponent opponent of the year, a conference game at Appalachian State. It's going to be nationally televised Wednesday. To get you ready for that, you'll get a little audio from the head French rooster himself, Jamie Chadwell, Mr. Mullet, and he comes on later this hour. Also later this hour on the Y'all Kickoff Show, powered by Y'all.com, it's General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Foretelling. Now this is the show that General Gridiron walks you through what's going on, but he does it in just the funniest way and the most illustrative way. You've got to check it out. It's coming up later this hour. General Gridiron's take on college football week number seven. Also, before we get out of here today, we'll walk through the top 25 one more time, all the matchups in the top 25, and then we're going to tell you about some of the FCS fun going on across college football, especially in the Southeast this weekend, and we'll have all that coming up 
as we get ready to say goodbye later on in the hour. Our number, if you want to reach out to us here at the Y'all Kickoff Show, it's 803-816-1170. You also can email us here at the Y'all Kickoff Show, mail, M-A-I-L, mail at Y-A-L-L dot com, mail at y'all dot com. All right, let me plan out, or at least help you plan out, what's going to be happening on this Gridiron Saturday. First off, when you wake up and you got the breakfast out of the way, and you start planning out your lunchtime, hey, you might want to, depending on where you live, you might want to listen closely because there's some great games starting out on this football Saturday. At 12 Eastern, 11 o'clock, from Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati, it's the UC Bearcats, now ranked number three in the country. What a job Luke Fickle's done there with the red and black. Cincinnati is hosting UCF, the Gus Bus rolls into the Queen City, and this is one of your early games on this weekend. Indiana's got number 10, Michigan State, coming into Memorial Stadium. FS1 is where you can see that. Hey, how about this big matchup? Fox, it's their big noon kickoff, and it's a big one. Texas at home after a tough loss in Dallas last weekend. They come back to the 40 acres, and the Horns, ranked number 25, have undefeated Oklahoma State going into Austin. Fox is the network that will carry that. Reminder, as I just told you, Coach Gundy of Oklahoma State, we're going to hear some audio from him in the next segment. In the SEC, the Razorbacks have lost two straight. They certainly got hammered two weeks ago. Then last week, boy, what a gutsy call by Coach Pittman to go for two in Oxford. Didn't work out for them. CBS has a doubleheader again. And on this football Saturday, the Razorbacks there at Razorback Stadium hosting the first of two on CBS as 12 noon, 11 central. The Razorbacks will be on TV hosting the Auburn Tigers as Coach Harson's ball club tries to regroup from their throttling of the Georgia Bulldogs that the dogs put on them last weekend. A struggling LSU team hosts the Florida Gators. Florida comes in ranked number 20. They had a little bit of a self-esteem reevaluation after throttling Vanderbilt last week. LSU, of course, lost at Kentucky. ESPN has this one starting at 12 noon, 11 o'clock Baton Rouge time, and the death watch is on for Ed Orgeron. Not necessarily as in life or death, but the death of his coaching dynasty. It's definitely going, and watch for the smoke to come out of the Baton Rouge campus any day now of when Coach Orgeron may be departing. Mizzou's got Texas A&M. What a job the Aggies did last week. The SEC Network has this one of old Big 12 rivals, or if you want to call them rivals, now in the SEC together, but don't really play each other that often these days. The Aggies and Mizzou on the SEC Network starting at 12 Eastern, 11 o'clock Como time. The Gophers of Minnesota have Nebraska coming in. That's an ESPN2 broadcast from the Twin Cities starting at 12 noon, 11 o'clock Central. Northwestern and Rutgers have a Big Ten battle. UConn, man, how about this one? They're taking on FCS Yale and I think Yale's going to win this. Yale, Yale, Yale for Yale. And then CBS Sports Network has this unusual matchup of an FCS team probably favored against the winless UConn Huskies. USF's got Tulsa coming in in an American matchup. That's a 12 noon, 11 o'clock Central ESPNU kick. UVA, Virginia, and Duke get together. That's a 12.30 Charlottesville time kick of ACC foes from the Coastal Division. The Texas State Bobcats welcome in a very good Troy Trojan team. That's a 3 o'clock kick, 2 o'clock San Marcos time. 
in the Sunbelt Conference. The Georgia Bulldogs and the Kentucky Wildcats. This is the best college football game of the weekend. CBS, this is their second of two games on Saturday. And the Dogs and the Cats from Sanford Stadium starting at 3.30 Athens time. UGA now number one, and the Cats undefeated and rank number 11. Cannot wait for that. General Gridiron is going to talk about that one extensively when we get to that point of the program. The The Iowa Hawkeyes, they're going to be on ABC. They're the number two team in the land, and wow, what a job by the fighting forenses. They've got Purdue coming in. Should be another Iowa victory. This again, your mid-afternoon meetup on ABC. ESPN's ESPN's mid-afternoon meetup features Baylor at home against the number 19 BYU Cougars. Old Dominion and Western Kentucky have some CUSA fun. Also in CUSA, you've got UAB traveling down to the Rock where Southern Miss awaits. Southern Miss really struggling right now. Back to the ACC, a couple of games going on there. North Carolina and Miami will be your mid-afternoon ACC Network game from Keenan Stadium. And from Lane Stadium on ESPN2, a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick. It's the Pitt Panthers coming down to take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. In the Pac-12, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on the Pac-12 Network, the Colorado Buffaloes host the Arizona Wildcats. FS2 mid-afternoon, it's the Wyoming Cowboys and the Fresno State Bulldogs. They're from Big Sky Country. On the ES, or rather the SEC network presented by ESPN, at 4 o'clock Columbia time, 3 o'clock Nashville time, this game's going to be in Columbia, it's the South Carolina Gamecocks still searching for their first SEC win, and it should come Saturday as they've got the Vanderbilt Commodores selling into Williams-Brice Stadium. Kansas looks for a rare win. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could. They've got a tough Texas Tech team coming in. Texas Tech, losers last week to TCU. They're not very happy about that out in West Texas. They may just have to take it out on Kansas. This game, again, set for 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Lawrence time. How about the UTSA Roadrunners? UT San Antonio has not lost a game and they're likely not going to lose this weekend. They've got Rice coming into the Dome in San Antonio for a 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock San Antonio time kick. Your ESPN primetime matchup features the Mississippi State Bulldogs ringing their cowbells, facing off against number 5 Alabama. Yep, if you lose against the Aggies, you sink down to number 5 It's the U.S. 82 series there going on in Stark Vegas between the Cowbells and the Tide. A little bit of an out-of-conference matchup between Independent Liberty and Louisiana Monroe. It's Terry Bowden and Hugh Freeze going up against each other there in Northeast Louisiana. That's a primetime matchup. Also on this football Saturday, Oklahoma, fresh off their big win in the Red River Shootout. They're back home. ABC is where you can tune in Saturday to see a primetime game between the Sooners and the TCU Horned Frogs. We're going to learn a lot more in our headlines of college football in the next segment where Lincoln Riley is expected to go in terms of who his starting quarterback is going to be. A bit of a question mark heading into this battle with the Texas Toads. Hey, this has got a lot of people talking about what's going on in the SEC Network in primetime Saturday. The Tennessee Vols, man, what a comeback by Josh Heupel's team. And they face off against a former Tennessee head football coach on this weekend. It's number 13, Mississippi, and Lane Kiffin. 
Lane rides his train into Knoxville, and for that one year back in 2009, it was pretty exciting when Lane Kiffin was coaching the Big Orange, and then he left in the middle of the night to Tinseltown, and now he comes in right at the start of a night against the resurgent Tennessee Vols. This ought to be good. 7.30 Knoxville time kick on the SEC network between Mississippi and the Tennessee Vols. BC's got NC State. NC State goes into this game ranked number 22 in the country. The ACC Network is televising this one from Alumni Stadium. K-State and Iowa State on ESPN2 in primetime Saturday. Washington State's got Stanford coming in for an ESPNU broadcast starting at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. In the Big Ten, Wisconsin's out of conference this weekend, the Army Black Knights. They come in from West Point, or should I say they march in from West Point to Camp Randall, Army at Camp Randall taking on the Badgers. The Big Ten Network is where you'll find this one starting at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. To the Pac-12, UCLA will be at Washington. That will be televised on the Fox Network. That'll be a 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central kick. UTEP and Louisiana Tech in CUSA action and that'll be nighttime and El Paso. Boise State, wow, what a big win they had. And they that was last week down at BYU. This week they host a team from Colorado Springs as the Air Force Academy comes in to the Blue Turf. And FS1's got this one starting at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. The Utes of Utah host the number 18 Arizona State Sun Devils. ESPN has this as their late Saturday evening broadcast starting at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. And lastly, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. CBS Network has this one. The Sports Network of CBS has this one starting at 10.30 Eastern, 9.30. They'll be in Reno where the Nevada Wolfpack await at McKay Stadium for a 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 kick. Again, between Hawaii and Nevada. And that's what's going on on the schedule for this seventh weekend of college football. We'll tell you more about some of the top 25 matchups before we get out of here today. And we also will be walking through a few of the select FCS matchups for this seventh weekend of college football. When we come back here on the Y'all Kickoff Show, we've got a few news and notes from around college football we'll be passing along to you. Plus, we'll be hearing from head coaches of college football teams in the South, Nick Saban, Mike Gundy, and Jamie Chadwell. Those three coaches from Alabama, Oklahoma State, and Coastal Carolina. All that's coming up. Plus, we also have General Gridiron Field Marshal of Football Foretelling. All that is coming up right after all these messages on Y'all the Kickoff Show. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed. It's time to try something different. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call 
call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The Coastal Carolina Chanticleers continue to impress 6-0 and ranked number 15 in the country this week. They do not play on this football Saturday. They've got a game early next week. In fact, middle of the week. It's a Wednesday. Hey, skip church and watch the Chanticleers and App State next week. We're going to hear from Jamie Chadwell, the head French rooster coach, as Coastal Carolina gets ready for that game. Big game for them in Sunbelt Conference action. We'll hear from Chadwell talking about his team. Also, we've got audio coming up from the head coach of the Oklahoma State Cowboys, Mike Gundy. His pokes are ranked number 12 in the country. We also have some Nick Saban audio just about to fire off for you. But first, let's start off this segment of the Y'all Kickoff Show talking a little bit about the Oklahoma Sooners, Coach. Lincoln Riley this week says he does not plan on naming a starting quarterback for the game against TCU this weekend. This follows the job that Spencer Rattler did, or should I say the lackluster job he did in that game in Dallas against Texas. Rattler had to get seated on the bench before Caleb Williams led Oklahoma to a victory. Williams, the freshman, Wow, what a job he did. What a job by Oklahoma, the entire team, to come back from such a big deficit as Oklahoma went on to win the Red River shootout 55-48 this last weekend. And now OU with a big test, TCU comes to town. And again, the word out of Norman, Lincoln Riley is not naming a starter, at least not supposed to at this point. News not so good for Ed Orgeron. First of all, he's battling for his job, but his job got a lot tougher as star wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte is going to miss the remainder of 2021 with a leg injury. Coach Orgeron earlier in the week confirming this star receiver's injury. Boutte, whose nine touchdowns this season are tied for the most in the FBS, he injured his leg during that game at Kentucky, a loss a devastating loss for Ed Orgeron and his Bayou Bengals. Boutte was a sophomore, and he has found the end zone 13 times in his last eight games. That goes back to last season. So right now, tough times in Baton Rouge. Orgeron also said that defensive end Ali Gay, defensive back Major Burns, and defensive lineman Joseph Evans are going to miss out on this game that LSU has against Florida this weekend. But the big story, Kayshawn Boutte out for the entire year. Our thoughts were, with that young man, a tough, tough deal. Let's go in and now hear some audio from a few of our coaches. Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide went down in flames in Aggieland last weekend. This weekend, it should be a win for Alabama. But, hey, after what we saw last weekend, you can't take anything for granted if you're a Crimson Tide fan. And a hungry pack of Mississippi State Bulldogs await at Davis Wade Stadium. Alabama coach Nick Saban talked about that, talked about his team, talked about putting last week in the rear view. All that and more from his weekly press conference. Here is the head coach 
of the Crimson Tide, now ranked number five in the country. The key thing is um, is for everybody in the organization, our players, coaches, uh, to respond, you know, the right way to, you know, the things that we need to fix. Um, we have to be technical in the way we approach the players and how we can fix it. And, um, you know, they have to be receptive and trying to do things um, and pay attention to detail and do things the right way and understand how that's going to affect their performance, you know, when the game comes. So, um, you know, that that's our number one, you know, goal and objective, you know, for today. Nick Saban from his weekly press conference as his Crimson Tide preparer for Mississippi State. The Oklahoma State Sooners, not a lot of attention about them thus far. Perhaps it's because a team called Oklahoma currently rests at number four in the polls. But the Sooners, or rather the Cowboys, are going to give the Sooners a whole bunch of pressure as the season progresses. The Pokes right now are ranked number 12. They are the second highest Big 12 team. Congratulations to Coach Gundy. So far, so good if you're an Oklahoma State fan. Now, a challenge awaits in a big way this weekend as OSU will be on the 40 acres taking on the Texas Longhorns. Coach Gundy, he has to work his magic. He's got to work his mullet and get his Cowboys ready for the trip to Austin. And he talked about just that when he met with the media this week. If you're one-dimensional offensively, then in today's game, in my opinion, uh, you could be deficient in areas because defensive linemen, particularly outside pass rushers, have are getting much better each year. They're almost like the NFL, to where if you they know it's a pass, it's extremely difficult to protect because obviously I'm an offensive lineman. You're more athletic than me, and we're both running back here, and I'm trying to keep you from getting to him, and he knows where he's going, and I don't know where you're going. So it's a it's a tough issue. It's, it's affecting this level almost like it is in the NFL. And if you become one-dimensional, if you don't kind of keep yourself in the game, then you're at a disadvantage because now your offensive line really have to protect when the other team knows you're going to be throwing passes. Oh, there's just something about Mike Gundy and his hair. You know, he's got a little bit of competition in the hair category. He's got a, a big, big competition over in Conway, South Carolina when it comes to the mullet as Jamie Chadwell is head coach of the, get this, number 15 Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Coastal is off this weekend. They get a break after going 6-0, and perfect 6-0. and Their last win was a throttling on the road of Arkansas State. Let me read off the scores for this team. They have absolutely, other than one game, destroyed every opponent they've had starting with FCS, the Citadel, in week one. They beat the Bulldogs there at Brooks Stadium, 52-14. Followed that up with a throttling of KU, Kansas, 49-22. Had to go on the road to Buffalo, barely got out of there, but they won 28-25. Then UMass came to Conway, 53-3. Coastal Carolina won that one. Then they had ULM into Conway, 59-6 in that one. And then Arkansas State was a road game, on a Thursday night, Coastal won that one 52-20. to So other than, the can- other than that Buffalo game, they have destroyed just about every opponent, beating up some of their conference foes more than they beat the Citadel. 
For goodness sakes, I know things are good in Conway when yours truly travels in Tennessee the other day, and I saw a guy at the rest area wearing a Coastal Carolina hat and T-shirt. I think he was coming back from that Thursday game when I saw him. So, wow, it's a good time if you're a Coastal Carolina fan. It's a good time if you're Jamie Chadwell, as he is 6-0, got that high ranking, and enjoys a couple of days off Again, before the Wednesday meeting, he's got in Boone as Appalachian State is the next opponent for Coastal Carolina. Going to be their toughest, I, I would say their toughest opponent all year. Let's go hear from the coach of Coastal Carolina, Coach Chadwell now on the Y'all Kickoff Show. We are banged up from a health standpoint, uh, but uh, and so we're going to take advantage of some rest for, for some of our players that have some injuries. Uh, but uh, looking forward to uh, you know just having some practice to work on some fundamental things we need to clean up before our our stretch run here of our of our games that uh, our last six games and that Coastal Carolina at Appalachian State game set for October twentieth at seven thirty Eastern six thirty Central Sun Belt Fun Belt the y'all kickoff show continues after this break. We're going to take you over to General Gridiron. He's got his take on the weekend's games, and he does it in quite a fun way. So stay tuned for that here on the show that's all about the South, and it's all about the Saturday college football games. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? College football is awesome because it's full of surprising upsets. <laughs> the mighty tide gets its perfect season washed away in Aggieland, and college football has absolute beatdowns. Georgia versus everybody. So look for similar results during this weekend's action. Grab your helmet, man those battle stations, and get ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. BYU at Baylor. A religious revival is set for McLean Stadium when the Badland Baptist and the Mesmerizing Mormons assemble Saturday afternoon on ESPN. The visitors get to Texas with their cougar tails tucked beneath them. They just didn't see the stampede a coming from Boise State last Saturday. That Baylor line's good to go to help bring a win to the better-than-expected season the Bears have enjoyed thus far. Dave Aranda's beasts are 5-1 and one and still have grand visions of playing for the conference title again. With this non-conference contest, the Bears will get to practice on beating up the Longhorns next week's opponent. The Generals' victor, Baylor. Auburn at Arkansas. For most of the last decade, this annual affair meant the Gus Malzahn wax poetic Arkansas stories of his high school successes, UA connections, and a blah, blah, blah. But now that the Gus bus has made a pit stop in Orlando, the CBS announcers will have to come up with some new material, like which team will get back to the win column after this high noon kick. Sam Pittman's team and Sam Pittman himself have shown a lot of moxie thus far. The Auburn Tigers haven't been as much moxie, but they have been a bit foxy. And Bo Nix will have to outfox a stingy hog defense if he expects to lead his team to a second straight SEC road win. This one will have lots of moxiness and foxiness. The Generals' victor, Arkansas, escapes. 
UCF at Cincinnati. And speaking of Gus Malzahn, his Knights get the chance to shock the world by stepping into Nippert Stadium in Cincy and bringing back the reminders that UCF has been a national championship program in the last few years. Speaking of the Natty, congrats to the Big City Cats on being ranked number three this week, a spot that, if they can hold it, means Luke Fickle's teams will be the first group of six squad to bust into the exclusive playoff party. Desmond Ritter has been guiding the red and black for four seasons now, so he ought to know that if he can keep the cruise control on UC, they'll be in great, great shape. You see, you'll see if the Lancers can joust Bearcat out of his perch during an early ABC national broadcast. Nitro will miss the mark, though. The Generals victor, Cincinnati. NC State at Boston College. The number 22 Tobacco Road Dogs are one of only two ACC schools in the top 25. Who knew the conference's pigskin prowess this season ran from Raleigh to Winston-Salem? And the Duel and Dave Dorans have to get back on the road for a trip to Beantown in this ACC Atlantic affair. Although State's the team getting more press and they're the ones in the rankings, don't spill your Boston beans when you find out BC is 4-1 and one and only a bad snap away from shocking Clemson and being spotless. Alumni Stadium's not all that far from Fenway Park, and that green monster's going to haunt the visiting canines. The General's victor, Boston College in an upset. Alabama at Mississippi State. The U.S. Route 82 Series, and they'll be gathering in the big Alabama cities of Coker, Gordo, Reform, and across the line in Columbus, Mississippi, where heads will turn when the Nick Saban coach Tide make the just-over-an-hour bus ride to the Golden Triangle for Saturday's SEC West fight at the Cowbell Palace. The Bullies were really looking forward to this one. What did the Pirate have to lose against the number 1 Tide? His team could swashbuckle their way to a respectable loss after enjoying an open week. So now Saban's going to bring the extra fury and playbook to beat them dogs like they just pooped on his shoes. The General's victor, Alabama. Still to come on this college football forecast, the undefeated East Tennessee State University Buccaneers ride the rails to face a fellow SoCon foe, the Chattanooga Mocs. Also, two unbeatens collide in the SEC East. The Kentucky Wildcats sneak between the hedges to go up against the number one Georgia Bulldogs. Who's going to win? I'll tell you in a moment when General Gridiron returns. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. General Gridiron, back with you. Thanks for sticking with us. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations all over the southeast, including KTIB AM 640 and 103.7 in Thibodeau, Louisiana. Lanyap 103.7 FM, more of what you want. And Fox Sports Arkansas, KZYP FM 104.1 and 1310 AM in Malvern, Arkansas. 
We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now let's get back into the football fight. East Tennessee State at Chattanooga. The rail rivalry of the FCS Southern Conference is set for Saturday afternoon in the scenic city. The mocks got attention early in the season when they gave the SEC Kentucky Wildcats all they could handle and nearly escaped with the win in the bluegrass. That other SOCON team from the Volunteer State, the ETSU Buccaneers, did indeed sell their pirate ship into Vanderbilt Stadium and beat the stars out of the SEC Commodores to start the season. Randy Sanders' bunch of Johnson City Gritters are in the FCS Top 10 and are a perfect 6-0. Downtown Nuga better batten down the hatches when these pirates hit Reggie White Boulevard. The Generals' victor, ETSU. Mississippi at Tennessee. The prodigal son returns home. Well, not quite. Lane Kiffin's back in Knoxville for the first time coaching on the opposite sideline. Old Lane left the Vols at the altar after one better-than-average year, 2009, and Big Orange went 7-6 and six that season. After time in Tinseltown and T-Town, the Lane Train's whistle stop at Neyland Stadium gives the smart aleck coach a great opportunity to stick it to a Vol fan base that's set to greet the coach with boos and middle fingers. The California kid, Corral and not Kiffin, will be the one that gets stage fright in front of the 100,000 screaming orange-clad Tennessee throng, and the home team won't be so hospitable to the old coach Kiffin. The Generals' victor, Tennessee, and a super close one. TCU at Oklahoma. One of last weekend's many surprises was the struggling Christian Toads going out to Lubbock and hopping back to Fort Worth with a saddle trophy in tow. That big win over Texas Tech is exactly the kind of medicine Super Frog needed. Number 4 Oklahoma had its own fun in the state of Texas last Saturday. After Spencer got rattled, little used Caleb Williams was the hero that rallied the land grabbers to a thrilling comeback in Big D. Back home at the Palace on the Prairie, Boomer and Sooner both will have either quarterbacks back in this contest that should be decided by halftime. The Generals' victor, Oklahoma. Arizona State at Utah. The Hermanators of Arizona State are just doing their thing. And that thing includes the best start yet for Herm Edwards in his four seasons guiding Team Sparky. The Devils have only one sin to account for during the 2021 season. Unfortunately, ASU fans, that one loss came in the Beehive State, week number two against then number 23 BYU. This Pac-12 meetup in SLC features the number 18 Sun Devils and a 3-2 Utes tribe fresh off a 16-point road win at Mighty SC. And you better believe Coach Whittingham's getting his Warriors ready to beat the devil out of the invaders and send them where the Sun Devils don't shine. The Generals' victor, Utah. Kentucky at Georgia. Saturday's biggest college football game is in the SEC, and it's in the SEC East, and it includes Kentucky. Yep. Big Blue Nation is just about ready to forget about that other sport that tips off soon and become another conference school where football is all that matters. Mark Stoops' cats are number 11 this week, and they have their annual Cat V-Dog engagement, this time between the Hedges and versus the new number one team in the country. Harry Dog and Ugga don't like some wild feline coming into their holy ground and throwing a hissy fit, but they ought to be more concerned with the fits Will Levis will be throwing at the Dog's D. The Generals' victor, Kentucky in a major upset. We've already looked at the weekend's biggest battles across the nation, but hang on to your helmet, there's more around the corner. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with the all-important rapid-fire picks. Hey! 
It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. Boise State bombards Air Force. Iowa obliterates Purdue. Yale outsmarts winless UConn. UAB scorches Southern Miss. Stanford traps Washington State. James Madison crowns Richmond. Michigan State best Indiana. Texas gives Oklahoma State its first loss. Florida flummoxes LSU. Texas A&M marches past Missouri. Nebraska wins at Minnesota. Troy spanks Texas State. Virginia vexes Duke. North Carolina steps on Miami. Pittsburgh escapes at Virginia Tech. Colorado skis past Arizona. South Carolina spurs Vanderbilt. UTSA stays perfect against Rice. Hawaii wins against Nevada. And Louisiana Tech bites UTEP. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this Week 7 edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be part of your weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the South's homepage. That'll be all, y'all. Very well put, General Gridiron Field Marshal. Well, that wraps up this fun segment of the Y'all Kickoff Show. We still got one good segment left before we get out of here and get you ready for kickoff. Stay tuned. We'll walk through the top 25 action and tell you about some of the great FCS contests of the weekend. That's all right here on the Y'all Kickoff Show with John Rawl. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. 
I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Poof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Wrapping up things here on the Y'all Kickoff Show for week seven of the college football season and one last glance at the top 25 games going on. ABC's early game features the Cincinnati Bearcats hosting UCF. UC is ranked number three in the country and, of course, our perfect Nippert Stadium ought to be rocking for this AAC game. In the Big Ten, Michigan State ranked number 10 in the country. They'll be at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington for an early game televised on FS1. The Fox Network's got Oklahoma State on the 40 acres visiting Steve Sarkeesian's Texas Longhorns. The Horns ranked 25. Oklahoma State ranked number 12 in the country. This game kicks off from Austin at 12 noon, 11 o'clock Austin time. CBS has a doubleheader. Their first game from Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville features number 17, Arkansas, and the Auburn Tigers starts at 12 noon, 11 central. The Florida Gators will be the early game on ESPN2. Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge has this kind of matchup, cross-divisional rivalry between LSU and Florida. The Texas A&M Aggies, they've got to put last week in the rear view. They've got a tough contest, a, a trap game, if you will. The SEC Network's where you can tune in and see number 21, Aggie Land, on the road at Tiger Land as they'll be in Como taking on Mizzou for a 12 Eastern, 11 o'clock Columbia, Missouri time kick again on the SEC Network. That second part of the CBS doubleheader features the number one Georgia Bulldogs. You just heard their fight song. The Dogs and the Kentucky Wildcats from Sanford Stadium starting at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. Iowa has moved up to number two in the country. What a job there in Iowa City. And Kinnick Stadium is where you'll see the hometown Hawkeyes hosting the Boilers out of Purdue. Baylor's got a number 19 BYU horde coming in to McLean Stadium in Waco. ESPN has this one set for a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Waco time kick. Alabama and Mississippi State will be under the lights at Davis Wade Stadium. ESPN's got this one where the number five Crimson Tide will be on the road taking on the Dogs on ESPN starting at 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Stark Vegas time. TCU will be in Norman to take on Oklahoma, the Sooners number four in the country. ABC is where you'll see this one in prime time. Mississippi and Lane Kiffin will be back at his old employer as he'll be on Rocky Top to take on the Vols. Neyland Stadium is the place. The SEC Network is the network. The time, 7.30 Knoxville time. NC State and Boston College will be on the ACC Network in primetime. This one kicks from Chestnut Hills Alumni Stadium at 7.30 Boston time. And finally, in the top 25, Arizona State, ranked number 18. Herman Edwards' team goes back into Utah as you've got the Utes hosting the Sun Devils from Rice-Eccles Stadium and SLC. This one starts at 10 Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, again, televised by ESC. 
ESPN. And quickly, some of the fun from the FCS ranks on this football Saturday. In the Colonial, the Black Bears of Maine host the Tribe of William and Mary on this weekend's action. And Incarnate Word, really a surprising football team of late out of that San Antonio area. Incarnate Word's got a conference battle with Nichols State. That game starts there in San Antonio around, that's an 11 o'clock kick there for IW and the Colonels. Bethune-Cookman, they now rest in the SWAC, and they've got Prairie View A&M coming all the way from Texas to the beach as Daytona Beach is where you'll see this one kicking early on Saturday between Bethune-Cookman and PVANMU. Walford in the SOCON, they got Sanford coming up from Birmingham for a battle there at Gibbs Stadium right after lunchtime. The Richmond Spiders and James Madison with a Colonial Conference battle. That's going to be a 2 Eastern, 1 o'clock Richmond, 2, two o'clock Richmond time, 1 o'clock Central between the Dukes and the Spiders. The FAMU-AMU game, if you will. Florida A&M and Alabama A&M for the first time as conference brethren. This is taking place there in the Huntsville area. Normal Alabama is the place to be 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock normal Alabama time between Florida A&M and Alabama A&M. SEMO, Southeast Missouri's got a OVC battle with Murray State as the racers. They pack up and take their gallop over to the boot hill for that one. Tennessee State, they've got Eddie George as a head coach, and Eddie has to coach up his team for an all-middle Tennessee battle with the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles coming to Nashville from just down I-40 in Cookville. The Jackson State Tigers, coached by one Deion Sanders. JSU's got Alabama State coming into Mississippi's capital city on this football Saturday. Elsewhere in FCS fun, you've got the Mississippi Valley State, also there in the SWAC. MVSU with an all-Mississippi battle. They're taking on the Alcorn State Braves this weekend. In the SOCON in Greenville, Furman, the Paladins, and their old rival from Charleston. These two have been in the Southern Conference together since the 1930s, and they renew their feud on the gridiron as the Paladins and the Citadel Bulldogs. That game is set for a 6 Eastern, 5 o'clock Central kick there from upstate South Carolina. And lastly, the UC Davis Aggies. They've got Christian McCaffrey's daddy's team, the Northern Colorado bunch. I think they're the Bears. UNC, the one out of Colorado, and UC Davis. That's the last of the FCS games that we'll kind of break down for you here as we get ready again for the seventh week of college football, always here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. We love to tell you what is going on in terms of the big games that you don't want to miss out on. Thank you again. Enjoy your football Saturday, and we hope things work out the best way they can for your favorite team. And thanks again for listening to this all-Southern show, the Y'all Kickoff Show, a part of the Y'all Show. Y'all.com is our website. Y'all have a great weekend. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBS-C. We agreed. It's time to try something different. 
Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Y'all talk with a southern accent, getting you ready for the weekend. Thanks to David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. Well, I knew, Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party track Slamming them back And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over Take my keys and lock them up tight And let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick When blues came hanging Jumping like they just don't care If they're dancing over here Or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd Welcome to the weekend Hope you've got great plans It might be the last chance in October You can go out there in your normal attire Because you might have to slip on your Halloween costume Here in a few days But right now, hey Costume or not, sing along, get you ready for the weekend with Party Crowd. Laughing out loud with the smoke so thick, the blues can't hang around. It's the y'all show, y'all. Jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd. Each week we get together, we get you in a festive mood for the weekend. That's our job here on the Y'all Show. One more time, let me hear you. A little louder. 
pick The blues can't hang around This is a show covered all things Southern Including the fun of what goes on here in the South John Rawl is my name Our number 803-816-1170 We're powered by y'all.com That is the South's official homepage And we've just added some new content up in the last few hours or so Go check that out right now at yall.com. Coming up here in the second hour of our Y'all Show, we will continue the fun getting you set for the weekend. Right now we're in the Free For Y'all segment of the second hour, and I'm going to play a song from the 1960s here in a second for a guy that was a one-hit wonder born in Oklahoma City. I'll tell you about that in a second. Coming up later this hour, Craig Faulkner is right there on the side of the stage, and he's got his guitar tuned up no he's not going to come out here and play guitar he's going to play his fishing pole fishing rod whatever he's got over there he's going to be stopping by with his fishing forecast here for mid-october craig faulkner coming up in just a few minutes also before the hour is up here we have a quick look at some headlines across the southeast and believe it or not there's some scary movies headed your way for this weekend, if you make it out to a movie theater, there's some good stuff out there. I'll share with you before the hour is up some of the brand new movies hitting theaters and cinemas this weekend. Now here on the Y'all Show, we're going to take you back to the mid-1960s. If you were alive and were still kind of at this point able to recall what the mid-1960s were all about, it was a turbulent time. It was a Rough, rough stretch. And I know we've had some problems here in this country in the last few years. And going back to 9-11, we've had problems. But I'm not so sure we didn't have the kind of unrest now that we had in the 1960s. It was it was pretty bad out there. And I, I'm only saying this as someone born after that decade. But from what I gather, and I'm a, I'm a fan of history, the 1960s were definitely something that if you lived through it, you know that it had an impact on you, and you likely know it had a huge impact on the country. So with that in mind, we have discovered that a person born in this region we call the South celebrates a birthday today as Barry McGuire, born October fifteenth, 1935, as he turns 86 years old. Barry McGuire goes down as a one-hit wonder as he had the 1965 song, Eve of Destruction. I'm going to play that for you in just a second. That song would be Barry's only commercial success. He would never chart again. And he's, again, known as a one-hit wonder. Barry McGuire would go on to be a great singer-songwriter in the contemporary Christian world. I'll tell you more about him. But, yeah, going back to what was going on. In 1965, we had just come off of the Kennedy assassination in 1963. The Beatles had arrived in 64, and we, more importantly, were engaging in Southeast Asia, a little conflict called Vietnam. And ultimately, people would start calling it Vietnam. But yes, Vietnam was raging, even in 1965, and it would only go up the death toll and the protest and more. And this guy born in Oklahoma City back in 1935, Barry McGuire, Ended up recording this song. Now, before that, he had before he had actually formed a duo in California called Barry and Barry. He did that with the late Barry Kane, and then ultimately he would team up with 
Horizon Records, and they cut the first album as Barry and Barry. In 1963, along with a founder of the new Christie Minstrels, Randy Sparks, McGuire co-wrote and sang lead vocal on the Christie's first and biggest hit single, Green Green. And then he ended up going into his solo career, and it was that song that he had out called Eve of Destruction, written by P.F. Sloan. I'm going to tell you more about P.F. Sloan in a second. This was his big, big song. He also appeared in a 1967 movie, The President's Analyst. He played the character of Old Wrangler in that one. In 1971, McGuire became a born-again Christian after a brief encounter with evangelist Arthur Blessett, and he joined the Mirror label and released the album Seeds. He would go on to have a lot of work in the contemporary Christian field and more. And he was even recorded in 1985 the song The Scroll, where he performed the character of Jesus. So this guy here, Barry McGuire, One Hit Wonder, and I'm going to play the song. He put out a lot of albums, going back to that Eve of Destruction album, which came out in 1965. I mean, he's had albums recorded as recently as about, nah, it's been a while. 2000 was his last one, as he had an album called Eve of Destruction, 20 Inspirational Classics. But if you go back to 1960s, this protest song, written by P.F. Sloan. P.F. Sloan, by the way, was a New Yorker. And I, I love this story. This is a singer-songwriter, P.F. Sloan, that how about this encounter he had? So he was born in New York City. His family ultimately moved to West Hollywood in California in 1957. His dad was a pharmacist. And while he was in West L.A., he decided one time, at age 13, his dad bought him a guitar. So he decided to go down to his local record store there in Hollywood, and he met Elvis Presley. This is around 1957. And Elvis gave this songwriter impromptu music lessons, (laughs) and he quickly went into the music career. Not a bad encounter there at, what, 12, 13 years old, getting a music lesson from Elvis Presley. That was the success and luck of the late songwriter P.F. Sloan, who wrote Eve of Destruction. Now, again, this was a protest song. And before Barry McGuire recorded it, other recorded or other people had recorded this song, as this song references social issues going on at the time, including the draft, the Vietnam War, nuclear war and its threat, the civil rights movement, what was going on in the space program, and also in the Middle East at the time. And due to its controversial lyrics, some stations, especially in the South, radio stations, claimed it was an aid to the enemy in Vietnam and banned the song. And it was criticized by conservatives, and it also got banned on some radio stations in Britain. Can you believe that? (laughs) They would ban a a political-type song. But yes, we're going to go back to this song that was recorded by Barry McGuire in July 1865, and it came out on Dunhill Records. And again, what a big song. It went to number one in the United States, and it was a song that, again, goes down in the category of one-hit wonder. It's Eve of Destruction here on The Y'all Show. We'll take you back to the 1960s for this kind of era song from Oklahoma-born... Barry McGuire. The Eastern world, it is exploding. Violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war. 
boards that gun you're toting And even the Jordan River has bodies floating But you tell me over and over and over again, my friend I you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction you understand what I'm trying to say? Can't you feel the fears I'm feeling today? If the button is pushed, there's no running away. There'll be no one to save with the world in a grave. Take a look around you, boy. It's bound to scare you, boy. And you tell me So mad, feels like coagulating. I'm sitting here just contemplating. I can't twist the truth, it knows no regulation. Handful of senators don't pass legislation, and marches alone can't bring integration. When human respect is disintegrating, this whole crazy world is just too frustrating, and you tell me. Think of all the hate there is in Red China Then take a look around to Selma, Alabama You may leave here for four days in space But when you return it's the same old place The pounding of the drums, the pride and disgrace You can bury your dead, but don't leave a trace Hate your next door neighbor, but don't forget to say grace And tell me over and over and over and over again My friend, you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction No, no, you don't A folk song from the mid-1960s, and it was sung by Oklahoma-born Barry McGuire, who today, McGuire celebrates his 86th birthday. And that song there, a staple of that kind of protest culture coming out of the Vietnam era, Eve of Destruction, here on today's Y'all Show. That guy kind of sounded kind of mad, didn't he? That's that's kind of the, the kind of feeling I got. What did y'all think here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent? We'll take a break here on Y'all. When we come back, we will continue with more of the fun of what goes on across the Southeast. We've got Craig Faulkner. Speaking of fun, he's going to have his fishing forecast. We'll get your rod and reel, get, get it all set for heading out to the lake or your favorite fishing hole this weekend. Maybe he'll talk a little deer hunting too. All that's coming up with Craig Faulkner. We have headlines also coming up before this hour's up here on The Y'all Show. 
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you tried learning a new language, but it never seems to stick? That's because there's more to language than learning vocab words. Babbel is different. Babbel's multiple ways to learn helps you explore every aspect of a new language, anytime, right from your phone or computer. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help from an instructor in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people. We keep them small so everyone can get the help and practice they need. Review words and phrases with fun games. Or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning motivation, Babbel gives you the tools you'll need to explore your new language. And Babbel is built around real life. Everything from the interactive lessons and live online classes to the podcasts and games will teach you things you'll actually use. So you're ready for real life conversations. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, more ways to explore, more ways to learn. Start learning today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Make a living from walking in the woods. You can bet I'd be sitting pretty good high on a hill, looking at a field downwind. If I can make a nickel off of turning in bass, never worry about the price of gas. I'd be wheeling and dealing and sitting there reeling them in, hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's the prayer that a country boy prays. Thank God he made me this way. Honey, I'm fishing and loving every day. Early in the morning. It's the Y'all Show, and it's time to get back in the woods or on the lake here in our fishing forecast. Craig Faulkner drops by to fill us in on what's going on across the southern outdoors. Craig? Happy mid-October to you, sir. Back at you, John. All right. Well, we're excited to have you here and get us ready for the weekend. How's it going as far as you can tell with the southern scene in terms of what's going on with the, I guess it's bow hunting season? Bow season's on throughout the south. Is that, how's it going? Uh, I went myself opening weekend and uh, actually shot a doe opening weekend. Wanted some deer meat. My daughter did, and uh, I wanted a little myself. And I hadn't been since because uh, the weather warmed up so much on me. I, I really don't enjoy bow hunting when it's warm and the wind's been out of the south and southwest, and it's really not conducive to where I hunt. But it looks like uh, this Saturday morning's going to be good. We've got a uh, good cool front coming in after Friday's rain and uh, supposed to be down in the 40s and probably have a little north, northeast, northwest wind. So looks like I'm going to take to the woods again uh, Saturday or maybe Sunday afternoon also. Are you excited about that? I am. I, like I said, I hadn't been since opening day, and uh, 
been a couple of weeks and uh I, I kind of treat my hunting area like my backyard even though it is quite a bit of acreage i i don't want to spook anything uh out of any of my really good spots because if it's an older buck uh he'll remember that and may not come back all right well you've got the bow hunting going on in most southern states right now and that goes on roughly until when uh most places about uh first part of uh, november and that's usually when uh juvenile hunts begin and that's another subject i wanted to bring up bring it uh, on up uh juvenile hunts uh throughout the south generally uh start before the regular gun season does it gives you a week or a weekend uh to take a juvenile out there before adults can actually go out and hunt and it's a great time to introduce uh young people hunting uh i'm actually going to take my grandson for the first time this year on uh october 30th and 31st uh going in at the end of the month uh he's excited about it and uh gonna give him his first experience in the deer woods he's acting like he's kind of interested we've been practicing uh shooting and uh and been teaching him uh gun safety for quite some time now and I'm probably going to carry him out to the stand we're going to hunt even the week before we even go, just so he'd be comfortable with his surroundings. Actually, he's not going to be in the stand. We're going to be in a box blind. And, uh, you know, if you're planning on deer hunting, you need to wrap things up with your deer stands and your uh, food plots uh, because uh, time is upon us. And, uh, in fact, I, I actually put up my last deer stand uh uh, what was it tuesday evening tuesday evening hmm. yeah sure it was now not every kid is is fortunate to have a grandpa like craig faulkner so what do you tell the, the parents out there who might have a youngster they want to get involved in hunting but they themselves kind of like me didn't grow up in a deer stand didn't grow up hunting and fishing are there craig faulkners out there that can train kids that there are and uh and I've actually taken uh, kids hunting before. They were interested in hunting uh, just because I knew their parents, and the parents knew I hunted. And a lot of that goes on. My, I know my brother's done the same thing over the years. And, uh, you know, if you're a parent that has a kid that has some interest in it and you really don't, uh, I would just about bet that you know somebody that does that would be glad to help you out like that. Is it kind of a gentleman's type agreement and, exactly. and tradition there in the hunting? Yeah, sure to pass is. it on? Sure is. Pass it on is what it's all about. Yeah. And, Who uh, taught you more than anybody? Uh, my father. Your father, okay. Yeah. Did you ever go with your grandparents at all? Oh, yeah. My grandfather taught me a lot, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Craig Faulkner, he is our fishing forecast guy. So he's excited about what's going on bow hunting wise. What's going on on the waters of the south right now you know uh i actually went for the first time uh last thursday it's probably been two plus months i, I just don't go in the heat and uh a buddy and i went to uh kentucky lake i, I was kind of surprised the water temperature hadn't dropped or the surface temp hadn't dropped more than what it had uh last time i was on the water was uh oh about uh, mid-july and the surface temp was 82 then and uh, the other day it was 74, which is a heck of a lot better. But uh, I was anticipating, you know, mid to upper 60s. But Kentucky Lake's a big lake. I guess it takes a long time for it to cool off. Got hundreds of miles of shoreline in mm-hmm. that lake. But, uh, but but we did catch some crappie. And uh, and funny thing about it, uh, actually it wasn't funny, but uh, 
Um, uh, well, let us be the judge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got on the water about uh, 8.30, and uh, it was nice, boy. It, it was a little bit overcast, and, uh, man, fish were on fire. Bam, 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 man. It was like, all right, you know. And that lasted until about 10 o'clock we decided to go up river and switch it to another creek. And we got in there, and it just wasn't happening. So we turned around and went back to where we were, and it wasn't happening. Man, they cut off like a light switch at 10 o'clock. So you never know. The weather changed. 10 o'clock a.m.? 10 o'clock a.m. And uh, so, you know, weather conditions, you know, you you can't, you know, can't change the weather, but uh, a steady barometer is always a – good thing to go by this particular day the uh, skies cleared up so the barometer was rising and the fish hadn't adjusted to it yet uh, i think i've discussed it before fish's uh, float bl- float bladder or air bladder helps it uh, keep its balance in the water and when the barometer changes abruptly uh, it knocks that uh, fish swimming bladder is what it's called swim bladder off and the fish feels vulnerable to uh, predators. So they will get in the thickest cover they can get into, just kind of bounce in between rocks or sticks or whatever, and wait till they can adjust because, like I said, they feel vulnerable and they're not going to feed. And that's what happened, I feel sure, uh, last Thursday. Now, I brought up the whole question about a.m. and p.m. This, again, goes back to my ignorance of not being a fisherman like you are, Craig Faulkner, what are the basic rules on fishing at dark? Uh, I know as a kid, I think the one time I went catfishing as a kid, we went at nighttime in a pond. Is that okay? Is that legal? Yeah, yeah, you can do it. It's uh, You need to be rigged up and ready for it with lights and equipment, yeah. and it's a, it's a little more difficult uh, depending on what you're fishing for. A lot of people do it in the heat of the summer. And a lot of hardcore fishermen uh, do it in the summertime just because they work in the daytime. So uh, you can go, can you fish anything you want to at nighttime? Sure, sure, anything. Okay, I didn't know if you there were got to have the uh, proper uh, lighting on your boats. What about if you're going into ponds and you're not going to be in, in a boat? Yeah, just whatever it takes to okay. you know, <laughs> get your equipment out there. You okay, I understand. No rules on that. W- what about the the fish themselves? Are they just as likely to bite at nighttime as they will in the you know prime daytime hours I, i've been a, quite a few times at night and uh and, and i've had pretty good luck a couple few times but uh to me uh it, it's just cumbersome for me you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's too difficult to uh, navigate and uh and get everything done i guess if that's the only time you can go you know it's fine but uh you, one, number one, you can't see your surroundings, and uh, it's kind of tough. But, uh, yeah, you can catch fish at night. Well, though, you need sure. the challenge, Craig. I yeah. mean, enough of this yeah. easy fishing. Let's let's bring some challenges. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's a challenge just putting your boat in and putting it well, out. It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these landings probably aren't very well lit. That's true. That's true. Maybe not lit at all. Yep. Yep. So th- that's probably a, a, real, a real adventure there, trying to get your boat in and out. That is if you go into a – place where you're going to be in a boat talking with craig faulkner fishing forecast hey if y'all have questions for craig if you've got a comment maybe you want to brag on a recent catch or a good land of a a deer that you've had here hey let us know it's 
888-344-1170. Text us your pictures. We want to see that visual proof. Or if you've got a question or comment with our outdoors enthusiast, Craig Faulkner here on the Y'all Show. So we're going to keep on going with bow hunting now for just a few more weeks before roughly the early November yeah, early November is when gun season. And and also, like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, juvenile hunts generally start the week before uh, adult gun muzzleloader archery. Is it usually about a week where it's juvenile? Right, right. And then adults. Juvenile means what, 18 uh, and under? Right, correct. Okay. Is there a age minimum? Uh, in Tennessee, uh, there is not, but uh, I think uh, – you can judge your kids or grandkids by uh, number one uh, having them prepared. I, I mean, I hear about kids going as early as six and seven years old. And mm-hmm. I, I just think it's too young. Myself. Even for your grandchild, that's yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm starting him off. He's ten, and that's about right. That's about Do right. Do you know what age you were when you got started? Uh, when I was in diapers, is what I'm told. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> really? He's serious. He's looking me in the eye. I'm kind of getting scared here. Yeah, diapers. I, no wonder you're Mr. Southern Outdoors, Craig Faulkner, here on the Y'all Show. And then we talk about what about this time of year as far as you know going offshore? Is there anything special in the Gulf going on in the fall? I, I, I'm i going to say that uh, the weather is going to be one of the best things you're going to have this time of year because you're not going to have the high winds and the violent storms that you have in the spring. Mm-hmm. And uh, and hurricane season's kind of wrapping up, right? And uh, I know for years I would go down to uh, Gulf Shores uh, on a late spring, early summer trip, and also on a uh, late summer, early fall. And the late summer, early fall were my best uh, fishing trips down there for specks and for redfish, and even for uh, bottom fishing for snapper. Now, did you do that? On land, on a pier, out in a boat? What, what'd you All do? of the above. You did? Are you okay fishing on a pier? Sure, sure. Can you catch really big fish on a pier? Uh, at times you can. It depends on the tide. Tide has everything to do with it. Uh, I've seen some really good uh, fish caught off the State Park Pier down at Gulf Shores. I think that's probably one of the longest piers in the entire Gulf, hmm. right there at Gulf Shores. How about that? All right, well... Wherever you're going this time of year, whether it's offshore, on the lakes, in a deer stand or more, we want you all to be safe. That's very important. And as Greg has outlined, you got juvenile hunts coming up pretty soon. Be very careful. Don't get a jump start. Don't break the law. Let the kids have their fun for a couple of days. And then come early November, everybody can break out their favorite shotgun and go at it and take care of a lot of these deer that are overpopulated across the Southland. Craig Faulkner, our fishing forecast. Thank you, sir. Thank you, John. All right. We'll have more of y'all talk with a Southern accent coming up right after this. We've got a look at some headlines. And before the hour is up, we've got some new movies hitting theaters across the South. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBS-C. We agreed it's time to try something different. 
Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. That is how you can reach us here on the program All About the American South. Our favorite spot in the world, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Y-A-L-L.com is the website where you can learn all about the South. And y'all.com presents this, the Y'all Show, right here. Let's get into some headlines here in the second hour of our Southern Odyssey and a story out of the Mid-South. I don't know if this would go down in the listing of fraternization, but I sure think it might be. An Arkansas law enforcement officer is now accused of taking inmates to buy beer, cigarettes from a gas station. No, say it ain't so there. This comes out of Cross County in Arkansas, and this police officer, Daryl Crowder, charged with furnishing prohibited articles and impairing operations of vital public facility According to the Cross County, Arkansas Sheriff's Office, Crowder went to the Cross County Detention Center to take two inmates to court. The inmates were handcuffed and in jail uniforms. But when court was over, the Sheriff's Office says Crowder took both inmates to the home of one of the inmates' family where the inmate got money from a family member. Authorities say Crowder then took the inmates to a gas station. You think you'd kind of stand out, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. He took them to a gas station where one of the inmates went into the store wearing a jail uniform and handcuffs. This inmate bought beer and cigarettes. Crowder then escorted the inmate back to his patrol car and waited for someone to bring the second inmate additional cigarettes and tobacco before taking them back to jail. What a humanitarian this guy is. The sheriff's office there in Arkansas says during the trip back to the to the detention center, 
Crowder allowed the inmates to drink the beer, really? And throw the empty can out of the marked patrol coal, uh, out of the marked patrol car, and then smoke cigarettes after being told not to tell the jail of their actions. Hmm. Gee, they come back to jail with beer on their breath and uh, the, maybe the smell of cigarettes. And I don't think this guy's going to be in law enforcement anymore. Again, this story out of the Parkin, Arkansas area, Cross County. Daryl Crowder now charged with furnishing prohibited articles. Uh, hmm. I don't know what he was thinking. Or maybe he wasn't thinking. <laughs> How about this story coming out of Texas? A couple was ready to fly to Vegas and they weren't going there for a vacation, but they got a nice surprise when they opened up their luggage. They had a stowaway in their luggage, a pet chihuahua. Jared and Christy Owens went to check in for their Southwest flight out of the Lubbock airport, and when they did that, they discovered that their dog, Icky, was not ready to be left behind. The couple learned that their bag was overweight, and as they prepared to move things around in their luggage, Icky made a big reveal. By the way, Icky is a female dog. Uh, Jared and Christy said that in their rush to pack, they did not realize that the Chihuahua had made herself comfortable in their suitcase. According to the couple, the Southwest employee who found Icky offered to watch her so that they could catch their flight. The couple had family nearby who could take the Chihuahua home. The Owens said from now on, they'll double check their luggage or find Icky before leaving town. <laughs> Those little chihuahuas, uh, they're sure cute, but boy, they love those owners. Oh, if you've ever been around one of those little ankle biters, it's a chihuahua or the wiener dogs or more. Oh gosh, I've had to pet sit for those things before. And I know they're cute and you may have one, but they become ultra attached to their owners. And it's really kind of, it's kind of sad in my opinion, how attached Maybe not the dog to the owner, but the owner to the dog. It, it's they, they, they are beyond human in some cases. They're like superhumans. And they're, they're dogs. They're chihuahuas. Okay, I know I'll get angry letters as you can't talk about pets without ticking people off. But, oh, Icky, the cute little chihuahua, thought, he was, thought she was going to be going on to Vegas with the parents, her, her parents. But, no, they sent her back home. Bad girl. Bad girl. Let's move on to something definitely 21st century. Cryptocurrency. And if you're a member of Back Bay Baptist Church in St. Martin, Mississippi, that's on the coast. If you go to that church, guess what? This South Mississippi church is now allowing parishioners to give their offering or pay their tithes using cryptocurrency at the Back Bay Baptist Church. The church takes seven different assets Bitcoin, Ethereum, USD coin, Dogecoin, Litecoin, Dai, and Bitcoin Cash. The church still accepts traditional forms of currency. <laughs> okay, well, I thought that was the perfect excuse not to give there to Adam Bennett, the pastor of this church. Hey, pastor, I wanted to give you a bunch of money this week, but I just didn't have my cryptocurrency all planned out. And so guess what? Nothing in the offering plate this week. No, this church still accepts good old cold hard cash. <laughs> but Pastor Bennett says he sees cryptocurrency as being the future of currency transaction. Something tells me this is all Pastor Adam Bennett's plan there at the Back Bay Baptist Church, St. Martin, Mississippi. And I don't like to be stumped. I do not like to be stumped 
in the south of where places are. I thought I knew them all. I thought I knew every crossroads in the states of Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, uh, so many. And you know what? There's one place I don't know exactly where it's located. St. Martin, I didn't realize this, is, is a census-designated place in Jackson County. I've been through there. I just didn't realize it was a so-called area, a town, if you will. And it's just to the east of D'Iberville, right near Biloxi. Essentially, this is right on Interstate 10 on the Back Bay. That's why this church has that name there. But if you've ever been to Biloxi, there is that Interstate 110 that connects I-10 over to the casinos and all of the fun in Biloxi. If you look over to your left and right, right there on the interstate, it's the Iberville before you cross over into Biloxi. Well, a little bit further to the east is where you'll find St. Martin, and that is a census-designated place in Jackson County, Mississippi, of which the county seat of that is good old Pascagoula. And a little bit further to the east, I guess that would be Ocean Springs technically. is, I guess St. Martin's is kind of sandwiched between the the north side of Ocean Springs, and the Iberville. So, learning a few things each and every day here on the Y'all Show. Let's move over from talking about cryptocurrency to having a mobile, <laughs> mobile, see I'm t- talking about the coast and I get confused, a mobile home, <laughs> A mil- how would you like to have a million dollar mobile home? Well, that's the case if you live at 1111 Spurgeon Avenue. That's in Nashville. And this mobile home off of Baptist World Center Drive in Nashville, it just sold for $1.5 million. And that's because this mobile home was in a prime location, a location that ultimately it's going to get hauled out of there and probably, (laughs) probably it's going to get turned into high-rise apartments right there on the Cumberland River is where this is located. The property assessor for Nashville says, at the very least, the sale represents four parcels in total. The 1110 Baptist Partners bought roughly 1.23 acres of the property. But this was a mobile home on there, and yes, it sold for just over $1.5 million for 1.23 acres of property. Right there, I think it would be East Nashville, technically. And I've seen a picture of the mobile home, and it's pretty rough looking. That's a pretty expensive mobile home, but it must be on an extremely valuable piece of property. And this is in that East Nashville area of Music City, and it's going to get leveled, and you'll see 500,000 apartments probably put on that one one point something acre place there in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, things are just uh, growing and changing every time you turn around across the southeast. We're the Y'all Show. We don't change. When we show up here to work every day, we bring you three hours of Southern fun and more. When we come back, speaking of fun, if you haven't been to a movie theater lately, hey, there's some good movies, some scary movies hitting the cinemas this weekend. When we come back, we got a quick look at some of those movies, and we'll tell you some of the key actors and actresses part of those films. That's ahead as we wrap up the second hour of our y'all fun.
Have you tried learning a new language, but it never seems to stick? That's because there's more to language than learning vocab words. Babbel is different. Babbel's multiple ways to learn helps you explore every aspect of a new language, anytime, right from your phone or computer. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help from an instructor in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people. We keep them small so everyone can get the help and practice they need. Review words and phrases with fun games. Or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning motivation, Babbel gives you the tools you'll need to explore your new language. And Babbel is built around real life. Everything from the interactive lessons and live online classes to the podcasts and games will teach you things you'll actually use. So you're ready for real life conversations with Babbel. You can speak a new language. Babbel. More ways to explore. More ways to learn. Start learning today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. All right, we're going to wrap up Hour 2 with a look at some movies hitting theaters this weekend. We've got seven of them arriving on this pre-Halloween. Well, I guess we technically have two more weeks before Halloween, but Halloween's definitely in the film category here this week. As Jamie Lee Curtis stars in the new movie Halloween Kills, the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. David Gordon Green directs this one. It also stars Judy Greer. Halloween Kills out this weekend. The Last Duel is available for you to watch. That's got Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Jodie Comer in it. Ridley Scott directs, and it is about the King Charles VI era of our history and the last duel in theaters this weekend bergman island it's a drama starring tim roth grace larue and more and it's about a couple retreat to the island that inspire ingmar bergman to write screenplays for their upcoming films when the lines between reality and fiction start to blur Hmm, bergman island out this weekend needle in a time stack that's out this weekend john ridley directs Leslie Odom Jr. is one of the actresses in this one. Also, Orlando Bloom. And that's available in theaters this weekend. A little bit of a romance with Leslie Odom Jr. Needle in a time stack. Hard Luck Love Song. This one's out this weekend. It's a romance thriller starring Michael Dorman and Sophia Bush. Extinct is also hitting theaters. Adam Devine, Rachel Bloom, and Ken Jong, the North Carolinian there, is in that one. Extinct, a adventure comedy in theaters this weekend. And lastly, SEAL Team. No, this is not some kind of uh, military type deal. This is an animated film that's got a good cast here. J.K. Simmons, Kristen Shaw, Shalto Copley, and more. SEAL Team animated, something for the kids in theaters this weekend. Well, that wraps up hour two of y'all. We've got a whole nother hour, and we'll tell you about some festivals and more going on across the southeast. We've got some more activity from the news and sports world to pass along. All that's ahead here on Talk with a Southern Accent. 
It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Final hour on this Friday, getting you ready for the weekend of the show covering everything Southern. John Rawls, my name, glad to have you back here as we close out your week. We've got some headlines coming in from across the Southern states that we'll share with you. Also, before the hour is up, a look at some great festivals going down this weekend across Dixie. If you would like to get involved with the show about the South, our telephone number, 803-816-1170. That's a number you can call and text anytime. We'd love to get your feedback here on the Y'all Show, 803-816-1170. Of course, the Y'all Show is delivered by y'all.com, the South's homepage. Let's start off this hour of y'all talking a little Southern sports and we've got baseball news to start off with. And sadly, it is sad news coming from the world of Major League Baseball. If you remember back in the good old days of baseball, a famous play at the plate, Ray Fossey, Major League Baseball catcher for the Oakland A's, he has died. A icon for the Oakland Athletics, Ray Fossey dying at age 74. He was a catcher for Oakland. And he was upended when he was bowled over by Pete Rose during the 1970 All-Star Game. You know, back then, All-Star Games meant a lot more than they do now, evidently. Yes, his death this week, his wife announced it. His wife of 51 years, Carol, said in a statement that Fossey died on Wednesday after a 16-year bout with cancer. He was a star with the Cleveland Indians when he made his first All-Star Game as a 23-year-old in 1970. Ultimately, he would go on and play for the Oakland Athletics, a first-round draft pick by Cleveland in 1965 from Southern Illinois. He was from Marion, great place in Southern Illinois, and ended up playing again in a 12-year career for the Indians, the Athletics, the Mariners, and wrapped up his career with the Milwaukee Brewers. Major League Baseball legendary catcher Ray Fossey dying this week. Now, in terms of what's going on with Major League Baseball this weekend, it's the start of the ALCS uh, as you have the Houston Astros hosting the Boston Red Sox. The Fox Network will have this one, and it begins at 9.07, rather 8.07 Eastern and 7.07 Central Time. Again, Red Sox and Astros. I would say the Red Sox definitely a surprise team in the ALCS here this year. And the Astros, this is their fifth straight year of making it into the 
League Championship Series. Great job there. Again, ALCS underway on this Friday evening. And then Saturday, you've got two games, the ALS Game 2 from Houston. And then the Braves get into the postseason as they have their first game of the NLCS against that team from the left coast. And the championship series go on for most of the next few days. And then the fall classic begins, I think it's next Saturday or Sunday, is when the World Series is set to begin. Now to the world of the NFL And the Washington football team is honoring former Redskins player Sean Taylor as Sean Taylor will become the third player in the Redskins slash football team's franchise history to have his jersey number retired. His jersey number 21 will enter the ring of honor there and be retired. And it will be retired during a ceremony before this Sunday's home game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Washington also announced that a road that a road leading to the stadium will be renamed Sean Taylor Road. Redskins will wear, or rather, Washington's players will wear a number 21 decal on their helmets during this game Sunday. Taylor was shot back in 2007 during a burglary attempt at his Florida home and died later. According to teammates and coaches, he was in the midst of his best NFL season at the time of his death. Despite being out with an injury at the time, he was named as a second-team All-Pro in 2007. This was a real, real tragedy. Taylor now joins former Redskins greats Sammy Ball, slinging Sammy Ball number three, or rather his jersey number 33 retired. And then Bobby Mitchell, his number 49, was retired a few years ago. Other numbers, such as Daryl Green's number 28, Art Monk's number 81, and John Riggins' number 44, have not been worn since those players retired. All three are in the Hall of Fame. Taylor entered the NFL as a number five pick in 2004. He wore number 36 during his rookie season, then switched to then he switched over to number 21 the following year. Again, the Washington football team honoring Redskins great Sean Taylor retiring his jersey number 21 this weekend. Congratulations to the Taylor family and their their legacy of keeping his honor and the and the Redskins slash WFT for honoring this player. Never, never a, a good thing when a player is killed and his life taken out from under him for no reason at all. This was a tragedy 14 years ago and this franchise now honoring a great player that could have been one of their all-time greats if given the chance. Regardless, his jersey will be retired. Now, what's on the NFL schedule for this weekend? Sunday's games, the early games, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars try to get their first win. I think they have now lost 20 games in a row, and they're going to try to win at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. They have the early game. This is going to be a CBS broadcast starting at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central, Jags and the Miami Dolphins. It's a shame two teams from the Sunshine State have to go all the way to London for a football game, but that's the case. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are knocking on the door. I think it's 26 straight games, the longest losing streak in the history of the NFL, and I think it may even stretch into other the other big four professional sports of a team losing that many in a row. And that dubious honor is held by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Jags are just a few games away from equaling and perhaps making that record now go to them. Looking ahead at the Jags schedule, in addition to the game in London this weekend, 
They have a week off. Then they play at Seattle. That should be a very tough game for them. They've got a game against the Buffalo Bills on November 7th. That's in Jacksonville. They've got a game at the Indianapolis Colts on the road. That's going to be tough. They play the 49ers at home. That's going to be real tough. And then it really all comes down to the Atlanta Falcons game there at Tia Bank Stadium on November 28th. The Jags have a chance against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I don't know if that if they lose that one, if it ties or breaks the mark of the longest losing streak in NFL history, but we're getting really close, and you know this has to be absolutely driving their head coach, Urban Meyer, bonkers right now, knowing his team might enter the history books for the wrong reason. Elsewhere, besides the Jags and Miami, over across the pond, hey, what's going on here on this side of the pond? The Chicago Bears will be having an early game Sunday as they've got the Green Bay Packers coming into Soldier Field. Another early game Sunday, the Lions hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. The Colts, they've got Houston coming into Lucas Oil Stadium for an early game Sunday. The Giants and the L.A. Rams. Hey, how about those Rams? They have uh, turned it around. It looks like they're certainly one of the best teams in the NFC. Rams in the Big Apple taking on the Giants this weekend. The Washington football team, as we said, they would be honoring Sean Taylor Sunday. They're going to do that against the Kansas City Chiefs, and that game kicks off from FedEx Field at 1 Eastern on Sunday. Carolina Panthers try to end a two-game losing streak. They've got the Minnesota Vikings coming into Uptown Charlotte for an early game Sunday. The Chargers will be in Baltimore for an early game on CBS on their respective networks there. Then the late game Sunday include the Cleveland Browns trying to get off the schneid. They've got the Arizona Cardinals. Wow, what a matchup this is going to be as Arizona is the only unbeaten team in the NFL and the Birds will be in Cleveland this weekend. The Las Vegas Raiders and their brand-new interim coach will be at Denver for a mid-afternoon game on Sunday. The Pats have the Dallas Cowboys. That should be the big national game late Saturday, or rather Sunday afternoon. And then your Sunday night football game this week features the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Seattle Seahawks, and that game kicks from Heinz Field at 8.20 Eastern. Your Monday night football game this week is right there in Music City as the Tennessee Titans have the Buffalo Bills coming into Metro Nashville. NASCAR, they're down to their round of eight playoffs, and this weekend they're racing at the Texas Motor Speedway. This race begins Sunday at 2 Eastern, 1 o'clock Dallas-Fort Worth time. It's the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500 from Texas Motor Speedway. They'll go 501 miles, 334 laps around the track there at Texas Motor Speedway as NASCAR season is quickly winding down. And again, this is the latest leg of the playoffs there. Now in the round of eight in NASCAR. As far as golf, if you're missing your golf, this weekend, I won't say it's the biggest tournament of the year. It's the CJ Cup at Summit, and this is in Vegas at the Summit Club, and that is going on this weekend. Check that out if you're having your golf withdrawals. As far as what's coming up in the coming weeks in the world of golf, a lot of international competition. You've got tournaments going on in Japan, Bermuda, and Mexico. The Houston Open is scheduled for November 11th through 14th, and that always is a great little tournament to tune into at Memorial Park Golf Course in Houston. That's going to be November 11th through 14th for all you PGA fans out there. Melissa Rhodes is off this week, so we're going to go back to Kobe Bennett. 
for an update on Southern sports here. It's a Southern accent on Southern sports right here on the Y'all Show. Southern accent. Here's a Southern sports update from Y'all.com. I'm Kobe Bennett. The biggest show in sports entertainment, WrestleMania, was held April 10th and 11th and was a spectacle to behold. The 37th annual Showcase of Immortals marked the return of the most vital element for the show, the fans. Last year's event was hosted before an absent audience due to the global pandemic. This year's show not only marked the return of the crowds, but its debut on the Peacock streaming service as well after NBC acquired the WWE Network earlier this year. Taking place before a sold-out Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, the biggest show in wrestling featured a stacked card spanning two nights, all leading up to the triple threat main event for the Universal Championship as champion Roman Reigns faced challengers Daniel Bryan and the Rated-R Superstar Edge. If one wishes to watch what turned out to be a spectacular overall performance, it's all available for streaming on Peacock. Sports headlines and more at y'all.com. Oh yeah! Hey, he sounded pretty excited about that. How about that Southern accent? Getting into a little wrestling talk here as we wrap up the Y'all Show for the week. We've got some headlines coming in from across the South, some political news and notes, some political news involving football players. We'll tell you about that. And Brett Favre in the news for not the best of reasons. All that's coming up here on the Y'all Show, our final hour, getting you ready for the weekend. Have you tried learning a new language, but it never seems to stick? That's because there's more to language than learning vocab words. Babbel is different. Babbel's multiple ways to learn helps you explore every aspect of a new language, anytime, right from your phone or computer. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help from an instructor in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people. We keep them small so everyone can get the help and practice they need. Review words and phrases with fun games. Or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning motivation, Babbel gives you the tools you'll need to explore your new language. And Babbel is built around real life. Everything from the interactive lessons and live online classes to the podcasts and games will teach you things you'll actually use. So you're ready for real life conversations with Babbel. Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, more ways to explore, more ways to learn. Start learning today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com.
Continuing on with the show that is all about the Southeast, this is the Y'all Show final hour, getting you ready for the weekend. Let's take a look at some headlines going on across Dixie today. And did you realize, and I hate to put the fear in you, did you realize that it's baby copperhead snake season across the Southeast? Oh, look out. The Tennessee Valley Authority is reminding folks across the Mid-South that, yeah, it is indeed baby copperhead snake season as people go out in the woods or they get ready for deer hunting or whatever you do in the woods these days with cooler weather approaching if it's not here already. And baby copperhead snake season is here. And these snakes are venomous. A release from the TVA this week said that now through November, this copperhead snake season is amongst us. And if you're hiking or walking, be sure to look carefully where you step or place your hands. Baby copperheads are very small. They're kind of cute, but they're very dangerous. And they actually blend very well into the fallen foliage. And they like to hang out in damp places like logs on the trail. They also even get into flower pots in people's yards. So look out. There in some states have been reports that 20 species of snakes can be found in some of our different states. The copperhead is one of the four venomous snakes in states like Tennessee, and the pit viper can be found in all parts of that state. As the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency says, the copperhead generally prefers forested habitat and avoids open areas such as pastures and agricultural fields. Instead, those copperheads often are found on rocky, wooded hillsides with Abundant logs present, leaf litter, and rocks for cover. Copperheads can also be found in urban and suburban environments, as well as near wetland and stream edges. So it looks like they can be just about anywhere. Just what you want to hear. (laughs) Copperheads love to eat mice, small birds, lizards, snakes, amphibians, and insects. And they love cicadas, evidently. Wildlife officials say copperhead venom is not very potent, and fatalities from its bite are extremely rare. Venomous snake bites also have the potential to cause severe tissue damage. Health officials have shared that snake bites can cause severe burning pain at the site, rapid swelling, discoloration, or blood-filled blisters after 6-10 hours. In severe cases of snake bites, nausea, vomiting, sweating, trouble breathing, and weaknesses are possible. Health officials advise that if you're bitten by a venomous snake like a baby copperhead, a few things to remember. Do not try to capture the snake for identification. Get away from it. It can bite again. Hmm. Very good info. <laughs> also, try to be try to keep quiet and calm. Hard to do when you get bit by a snake, but you need to not cause a bigger scene. Limiting activity can help prevent the spread of venom through the bloodstream. Antivenom needs to be given within the first few hours of a venomous snake bite. Don't try to determine on your own if the snake is poisonous. Leave that to the medical professionals. And bites from baby snakes can be more dangerous because they can't yet control their venom. And that's that's why I'm telling you this story because these baby copperheads are out there roaming around in a big way right now. They don't know the difference, so they're going to pour all the venom into you or the, the chances there that they're going to do that because they don't know the difference. And you may get more venom from a baby copperhead than you would the, the big copperhead, the, the mama or the daddy copperhead. Just be very careful. Mainly stay away from them. But 
also a big point of why we're telling you this is just be aware that it's their time of year to come out and just be extremely, extremely careful. The governor of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, has signed a milestone energy bill into law, and this law aims to sharply reduce greenhouse gas emissions from North Carolina's power plants by the year 2030, and it is celebrated with by Republicans and Democrats alike as legislators gathered there at the state capitol in Raleigh, and they had a consensus measure that tasked the State Utilities Commission with coming up by the end of 2022 with the arrangements to meet the carbon dioxide reduction goals sought by Governor Roy Cooper. Now, at least 16 states previously had passed legislation establishing greenhouse gas emissions reduction requirements, that according to the National Conference of State Legislatures. The only other Southeast states that do not have these kind of legislations or at least not before North Carolina signed them into law. Actually, it was what Virginia, not West Virginia, Virginia. That's pretty weird. <laughs> That's the only other Southeast state to have done. Okay, it's the only other state in the South to have passed this legislation. Okay. And that's the only Southern state, which doesn't surprise me, as we know Virginia is extremely Democrat at this point and the most Democrat state outside of perhaps Maryland although Maryland has a Republican governor. So, yeah, in North Carolina, they're working together to reduce greenhouse emissions. Now to the state of Georgia and some political news there. Run, Herschel, run. That's the theme song for Herschel Walker's 2022 Senate campaign. And the Senate campaign of candidate Walker has just had to cancel a fundraiser over an image of a swastika of syringes. Now, Herschel Walker was endorsed and received encouragement by Donald Trump to get into the Senate race. Now he's feeling the heat from a lot of the media and more, but it doesn't help when someone has this image as the hopeful for U.S. Senate called off a fundraiser, not in Georgia. This was called off in Texas at an event where the organizer displayed a group of syringes arranged to form a swastika in her Twitter profile picture to protest vaccine mandates. The fundraiser had been scheduled to take place on Saturday at the home of movie producer Bettina Sophia Langley, and it has been canceled. A campaign spokesperson named Mallory Blunt said, Herschel is a strong friend of Israel and the Jewish community and opposed hatred and bigotry of all forms, despite the fact that the apparent intent behind the graphic was to condemn government vaccine mandates, the symbol used is very offensive and does not reflect the values of Herschel Walker or his campaign. The AJC, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, first noted the image, reported that the Walker campaign initially described it as a clearly an anti-mandatory vaccination graphic. And I'm looking at it now here. Yeah, it's a swastika-formed vaccine needle looking thing um yeah not a not a good look not a good look and not good for herschel walker but a long way to go and that and he's not the one that put this out there someone who was going to be doing a fundraiser a woman who had this at her home bettina langley in dallas texas let's tell you about another football player of yesteryear a great hero in the south just like herschel walker when it comes to football Brett Favre, story not so good out of Mississippi. He's been ordered to pay 
or repay is the correct word, $828,000 in misspent welfare money. That, according to the auditor of the state of Mississippi, as he's now demanding repayment, the Mississippi auditor, of $77 million in misspent welfare money in one of the poorest states in the nation. And his list includes 828000 the auditor says, that retired NFL star Brett Favre did from his own business, Favre Enterprises. The initial allegations of misspending came to light in 2020 when former Mississippi Department of Human Services Executive Director John Davis and five other people were indicted in one of the state's largest public corruption cases, which the auditor then characterized then as a sprawling conspiracy. Now, Favre is not facing any criminal charges, but the auditor of, of Mississippi, Shad White, said that the former Green Bay Packer, Minnesota Viking, and Atlanta Falcon, and New York Jet quarterback who lives in the Hattiesburg area, had repaid a half million dollars of the $1.1 million in welfare money he received from multiple speeches for which he did not show up. Yeah, I remember this story now. Brett Favre got paid a lot of money and didn't show up and still got paid. And now he's being ordered to repay $828,000 in misspent welfare money in his home state of Mississippi. How about him choosing to live back in his home state? This is a guy that could live and maybe should live somewhere else just because he could be more out there in the public spotlight than he would be around Hattiesburg. And he chooses to live there. He's got, a, I think, a ranch of some type and is pretty active in the area. So to his credit, he that's where he chose to live. But you might see and hear a lot more Brett Favre if he were, let's say, hanging out in New York or L.A. every week. Now, speaking of football, this is not NFL, but we've got a big football game coming up in a few days. Not this weekend, but in a few days, the Tennessee Vols will be playing the Alabama Crimson Tide in what's called the third Saturday in October rivalry. And this year, it's actually falling on the fourth Saturday in October because those Vols have a home game this weekend against their former head coach, Lane Kiffin, and the Mississippi Land Sharks will be playing at Neyland Stadium. And it's a packed house. There's not a ticket to be found if you want to show up there in Knoxville for the game on Saturday. So, Vol fans and fans who are across college football who hate the Alabama Crimson Tide, listen up. This is a story just for you. Have you heard of Connor Smith? This is a up-and-coming singer based in Nashville. He's actually a Nashville native. And he has a brand-new song that's kind of starting to go viral. It's called I Hate Alabama. And it really started getting more traction after Alabama lost their first game since 2019 this past weekend when they played the Texas A&M Aggies. And so now Alabama goes on the road this weekend. They've got a contest over in Starkville against Mississippi State. But this singer out of Nashville, Connor Smith, has released a new song called I Hate Alabama. And I'm going to play a portion of it as we go to break here to give you an idea. I think it's a pretty good song. Maybe even Alabama fans would like this. 
Smith has said he's had a number of Bama fans reach out to him when the song was released saying they liked it, but after the loss, they got a lot more hate from the upset fans. Now, he's got another song but that's not necessarily bashing the Crimson Tide, but this is a way to get attention, and what a what a cool idea. Connor Smith, and the song is I Hate Alabama. Let me play this, a portion, as we go to break here on the Y'all Show, and you can weigh in and tell me what you think of this Nashville Natives brand new song that a lot of people are sharing on Facebook and giving it plenty of spins. Yeah, roll tide. I don't think so. Not according to Connor Smith. We'll be back with more of the Y'all Show after this break. Is there one game every year where I drink a little more beer? It's over for it's over. We go there or they come here. Ever since 06. They give us every season I wish I could say that's the only reason I hate Alabama I hate Crimson Red And I hate how the year on tide When I got a brave set on my head And I love Lynn Skinner But Lord, I hate Sweet Home Cause when I hear it, all I see Is a girl it's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain discomfort and bloating i finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back she said i may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or ibsc we agreed it's time to try something different Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Got a few minutes left here on the show covering everything across the southeast. 
Hey, how about that oldie but goldie there? Little St. Louis Blues courtesy of Bessie Smith and Louis Armstrong. How about that? Well, I don't think you'll be able to see them in concert this weekend, but you might be able to see some other great concerts going on across the Southeast. You might be able to see some great festivals taking place across the Southeast this weekend. Let me tell you about some things going on this very weekend across various southern states. Let's start off in Crossville, Tennessee. This weekend, it's the Bigfoot Festival at the Cumberland County Fairgrounds in Crossville. Crossville is just to the east of Cookville. It's not all that far from Knoxville, but it's technically, I think, in Middle Tennessee. It's in Central Time. I know that. And you can go to Crossville and get your Bigfoot on. I guess it's for the Sasquatch, if you will, fans out there. Bigfoot in celebration in that part of Tennessee this weekend. And Crab Orchard, Tennessee, at the Crab Orchard Christian Church Saturday, it's the Back Porch Fall Festival. That ought to be a great event for you in that portion of the state of Tennessee. In Sevierville, it's the Wares Valley Fall Fest. That's on Wares Valley Road, and that goes on through Sunday, the Wares Valley Fall Fest. And then lastly, in Jackson, Tennessee, it's the Jackson International Food and Arts Festival, and that's right downtown on Main Street on Saturday. A lot of food, a lot of music and crafts and more. The International Food and Art Festival right there in the hub city of Jackson, TN. How about you, 731? And this weekend in the state of Arkansas, if you head to the natural state for fun this weekend, first of all, let me tell you going on, starts this weekend, the Arkansas State Fair is back in Little Rock. Woo, that's going to be lots of fun. I was on the interstate the other day, and I saw probably on four different occasions all of the fair trucks going down the highway. The people that had the food, the, the truck would come by with portions of a roller coaster. It's that time of year. And in Arkansas, you got your state fair back in your state capital. In Bentonville this weekend, it's the Spanker Creek Farm Fall Festival. That's at Spanker Creek Farm going on this weekend in northwest Arkansas. And lastly, in another portion of the state of Arkansas, you have in Hot Springs going on this weekend, the 30th Annual Hot Springs Documentary Film Festival. That's at Hot Springs National Park this weekend. And that ought to be a lot of fun. What a great place to go anytime. But in the fall, can you imagine hot springs, what it looks like? And, man, those bathtubs that you get with the natural spring water, that that is uh, – I'm going to have to sign off early right now and, and head on over to hot springs. <laughs> Hopefully you don't mind. In the Sunshine State this weekend, in Live Oak, this goes on through Sunday. It's the Sewanee Roots Revival Festival in Sewanee. Rather, at Live Oak, right where the Sewanee River flows. And this is at the Spirit of the Sewanee Music, the Sewanee Roots Revival Festival, taking place this weekend. Orange Beach this weekend at the town of Orange Park. It's Fall Festival in Orange Park, Florida. And lastly, get the family out for this one in Tampa. It's the Family Fest, Tampa, at 4800 US 301 in Tampa, Oh, lots of fun for baby and kids and really for the whole family if you can make your way to that event in the Sunshine State this weekend. 
Moving on now to the state of Missouri and what's happening in the Show Me State this weekend. In Trenton, Missouri, at the Rock Barn, it is the Missouri Day Festival in Trenton, Missouri. In Carthage, Missouri, I don't know why they have this in Missouri when they might, might ought to be in Canada, but in Carthage, Missouri, at the Carthage Chamber of Commerce, it's the Maple Leaf Festival. And that actually goes on through the end of October. So a lot of maple leaves, I guess, on display in that portion of the Show Me State. And in Kimswick, Missouri this weekend, it's the Kimswick Apple Butter Festival at City Hall there in Kimswick, Missouri. Sounds great. Now to the state of South Carolina, if you are in the Palmetto State or have a great desire to go check out some of the fun from the upstate to the low country, in Sherall this weekend, and that's a great little spot toward the PD area of South Carolina, not all that far from North Carolina. This weekend in Sherall, it's the 2021 South Carolina Jazz Festival, and that's going on Saturday if you want to get your Josh, your your jazz music on. I'm sorry, I just said the word Josh because how about South Carolina native Josh Turner, Mr. Uh, Mr. Low Singing Country Music Star, Grand Ole Opry member Josh Turner. He's going to be back in his home state. He's playing at the famous Windjammer on the Isle of Palms Sunday. He's got a Sunday night concert. Josh Turner back in his Palmetto State, and he's got an awesome song. I'll try to play it here as we go to break, called South Carolina Low Country. Love that song. And he's going to be in the Low Country at my old stomping ground of Isle of Palms, Josh Turner, this weekend. And just down the road from the Isle of Palms, hey, how about this? At Edisto Beach on Jungle Road this weekend, it's the Edisto Fall Festival. All that in South Carolina this weekend. What's going on in the bluegrass of Kentucky this weekend? Well, we know that the folks might be gathered at Keeneland, for example, for some racing. But just in Kentucky alone, you've got plenty of good stuff going on throughout. In Somerset, it's the Moonlight Festival, and that's from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., I guess, when the moon comes out. In downtown Somerset, it's the Moonlight Festival, Somerset, Kentucky. In Glendale, Kentucky this weekend, it's the Glendale Crossing Festival. And in Union, Kentucky, at Big Bone Lick State Historic Site, it's Salt Festival 2021. How about that? And I should throw out there, since I mentioned Keeneland, in Lexington this weekend at Kentucky Horse Park, it's the Secretariat Festival going on this weekend. For all you horse fans and horse racing fans specifically, you can check out the great fun going on there. In the state of Louisiana this weekend, it's the Highway 80 Fall Festival in Minden at Lakeside RV Park. That goes on through Sunday. And in Laplace, Louisiana, at St. John the Baptist Parish Courthouse, at it, it's the Andouille Festival. Laplace, Louisiana. I bet you they got some good Andouille there. Now, how many of you can spell Andouille? And I'm hoping I'm saying it right. I didn't learn Cajun in college. Andouille, A-N-D-O-U-I-L-L-E, the Andouille Festival. <laughs> All right, if if that's not good enough for you in Louisiana this weekend, hey, how about this event Saturday from 10 to 4 at Lafayette? No, did I say that wrong? I'm putting on my Mississippi and Tennessee brogue here, and I should say Lafayette. In Lafayette, Louisiana, at Park International, it's Louisiana's premier boudin and bacon event. 
this Saturday. So you got Boudin and and Dewey both in the spotlight the same weekend in Louisiana. Isn't the South great? Is it Louisiana great? It indeed is. How about what's going on in Alabama this weekend? This weekend in Opelika, it's the second annual Opelika Songwriters Festival. That sounds great. That's going on at the Sound Wall in downtown Opelika. Hey, congratulations to everybody in the Tuscaloosa area. This weekend in Northport, just across the Black Warrior River, they are celebrating the 50th Kentuck Festival of the Arts. Now, this is not in Kentucky. That was the original name of Northport. It was Kentuck, no Y on the end. And on Kentuck Park Road in Northport, Alabama, it's the 50th Kentuck Festival of the Arts, Saturday and Sunday. Congratulations. Also, in North Alabama this weekend, love this one. Might need to stop by the Sparkman Civic Center in Hartsell. Hartsell, Alabama this weekend, it's the Alabama Gourd Festival. <laughs> That's pretty darn Southern, y'all. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, what's going on in the Peach State this weekend? Georgia's got the Georgia Apple Festival going on. It started last week. It continues on in Elegy in North Georgia at the Elegy Lions Club. That's fun right there. I was just passing through Conyers the other day. Didn't realize this weekend just outside of Atlanta and Conyers. This weekend, it's the Old Town Fall Festival, and that's taking place at Old Town Conyers right beside Interstate 20 in Conyers, Georgia. And also in the uh, uh, Savannah area this weekend, how about this event taking place at the J.F. Gregory City Park? It's the Great Ogeechee Seafood Festival, and that's in Richmond Hill, Georgia, taking place this weekend. Let me throw one other fun event to the west of Atlanta this weekend in Douglasville. It's the Hunter's Harvest Fall Festival and Arts and Crafts Show at Hunter Memorial Park. That's in Douglasville on Saturday. Seems like that would be a lot of fun to go to. And I better throw out one other good southern state and what's going on there. And let's go to Texas. And this weekend in the state of Texas. In Austin, it's the Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest weekend. And that goes on through Sunday. And also want to let you know that you've got in Fort Worth at Panther Island Pavilion this weekend. How about this one? This was pretty southern too. The Water Lantern Festival going on in Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Well, if it doesn't, it ought to. And that is a great look at some of the fun going on across the southeast this weekend. Get out there, explore, enjoy what the South has to offer. We're going to wrap up this show after the break with a little from Dixie with Love. That South Carolina fella, Josh Turner, is going to take us to break with that aforementioned great song about his native state's low country. Here he is as we get you to the weekend here on The Y'all Show. I'd sing from Hannah down to Charlestown Getting all the people to sing along To what I call South Carolina low country Southern words with an old sound
Have you tried learning a new language, but it never seems to stick? That's because there's more to language than learning vocab words. Babbel is different. Babbel's multiple ways to learn helps you explore every aspect of a new language, anytime, right from your phone or computer. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help from an instructor in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people. We keep them small so everyone can get the help and practice they need. Review words and phrases with fun games. Or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning motivation, Babbel gives you the tools you'll need to explore your new language. And Babbel is built around real life. Everything from the interactive lessons and live online classes to the podcasts and games will teach you things you'll actually use. So you're ready for real life conversations with Babbel. Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, more ways to explore, more ways to learn. Start learning today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. We've come to the end of another week of y'all. John Rawl, thanking you for being with us throughout the week. Now, most of the week, I'll be honest, I kind of did some encore episodes. If you haven't tuned us in via podcast, you didn't hear those encore episodes because we don't release those to the podcast audience. But if you listen to us on one of our great radio stations, you probably said, hey, that, that sounds a little old. Well, it was. I've been doing some traveling. I'll fill you in on all of that in the coming days after I get off the road. But I enjoy being on the road across the South because this is the South's show. And so bear with me as we are mixing in a little travel, a little football, even a little family. And it's been a pleasure to do that. But we'll be back with mostly brand new shows next week here on the Y'all Show. We'll get it going Monday with our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short. Hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend as we're marching forward to Halloween in just a few days. And don't forget, you can find the Y'all Show on our various podcast options, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on the Apple Podcast option. And you can find the Y'all Show also posted at y'all.com, the South's homepage. Have a fantastic couple of days. Again, we'll be back with you, and I'll do a better job. I'll get back. I'll put my work clothes back on and punch in when we get back together on Monday. Again, y'all.com is the website that powers this, the Y'all Show. Y'all have a super-duper weekend.
It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBS-C. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.